0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 62nd episode of Dragon Quest Slime Time, an official Dragon's Den podcast. This is your host, Liam Land. And this is your guest, Platinum (laughs) 3 That's right. I think this is actually the first time I'll be interviewing you since our very first episode. Um, So thanks for joining live via Hurricane Ian. Uh,
1: How are you holding up? Ah, Pretty good. You know, it it finally uh, passed us by. It's now slamming into my uh, sister's house in Charleston uh, before it heads into the mountains of North Carolina where my parents are staying. So it's turned into a lovely, uh, family affair. Oh, wow. Well,
0: I mean, you, you did get some time off from work, even though, you know, you, some of the other parts of Florida are getting slammed a little bit more than I think where you are. Is that, is that safe oh, to yeah. say? Yeah. yeah. We're,
1: uh, we're, we're well West of, uh, Orlando and it, it didn't even go there. It kind of, hit the bottom of the state and popped out south, well south of where we were. So we we got a lot of tropical storm winds for about a full day, but our house itself, like we have nothing. There's literally, we took a picture of one branch down uh, I think about 12 hours into it and the branch is like 12 inches long and we're like, well, there's our damage. But <laughs> even, even our that? neighborhood, there's a couple of like just little sections of fence that blew out, but not much at all. Yeah. You you lost the Internet at, at one point. Um, on- oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, we live in the back of a 500 home community mm-hmm. and like the 450 homes at the front end by the U.S. highway. All get their power from the power lines down the highway. Yeah. And we're in the way back, and our power comes in through the back and goes through other neighborhoods, and it's all buried cables. And anytime there's power loss, it's always the people out front because something happens to the main power lines down the main highway and our Internet comes from that direction, though, even though we're split off with a different company for power, we get our Internet for there. So, yeah, the front of the neighborhood lost power for about uh, 18, 20 hours, and that's about how long our Internet was out, but... The second oh, wow. they got their power turned on, our Internet came on. So it's crazy how like, yeah, just in the modern age, like having your
0: Internet being out for 18 hours, is just like devastating. You're like, what am I going to do? Oh, i chewing up so much
1: so much data on my phone. Yep. God, I remember. So Hurricane Charlie hit Orlando like dead on. And it was 18 years ago because, yes, yeah, 2004 in August. And we were at a school for 10 days, I want to say, maybe eight days. Um, And I mean, Orlando was just smacked. It hadn't been hit in 50 years or something like that. And again, where we were, I was living on a golf course in a big um, apartment community, all buried cables around there and everything. We never lost power, didn't even flicker but I was without internet for seven or eight days. I just started going to school and hanging out at school just to have modern conveniences. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: reminded that uh, South park episode where they, the internet goes down and the the news companies are like, there's no internet to tell us why there's no internet. (laughs) And everyone, it just becomes like the grapes of wrath. Like they're just going uh, across country to find internet. (laughs) Um, Nice. All
1: right. So, so so what else is going on? So I, this was a great story that I was telling about you last night. Um, I was recording an RPG backtrack episode for RP Gamer, where I co-host uh, a podcast over there. And one of the, our staff members was on, and we're chatting with him afterwards. And he had his, uh, he had his Skype video on, and we're like, Wow, man, what a really nice recording area you have. And he's like, Oh, Uh, no, no, I work for a satellite company and like this is our like recording booth. He goes, I just stayed at work to do it. And and we're like, Oh, damn, we thought that was your house. That was like, uh, looked like he had a huge (laughs) soundboard and a TV behind him that like almost filled the screen, black walls and everything. We're like, That's really nice. And so we get to talk about like where we record and everything. And I mentioned you and how um, you were in a little apartment. When we first started this in new york and had to record in the blanket fort at night to uh (laughs) muffle the sounds of the family and everything yeah and he's like oh a blanket fort i've done that and he was telling me about how uh yeah when the pandemic hit um they all went to work remotely but you know they're still recording radio content and he moved in with his brother for a while and brother had kids and he goes yeah he goes i just set up a blanket fort over the uh, kitchen table and they'd have the kids in the other room or whatever he's like it was really great it was like soundproof and everything he right. says and i'd emerge like five pounds lighter from a yeah. five or six hour shift every day from under that thing just went yeah all
0: out. I, I have a lot of i have a lot of uh, mostly fond memories of that first year we were recording uh <laughs> and just yeah it, it, we had moved into a new apartment uh, right around the time we started the podcast and I realized the only room I could record in had this giant echo. So then that that was like, I think it was right. It was uh, it, it was just an improvised thing that I did for our first record, uh, which I think mm-hmm. might have been it might have been the third episode. Um, so I, I remember a, talking to
1: the translators and you mentioned that you were in a
0: yes. Attempt. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I had a uh, I had the new microphone and I was in a new room and the new microphone was actually so much better than the DJ headphones <laughs> I had before. And uh, the, so, like, the, the quality is much better, but the adverse side of having improved recording quality was that it was picking up all of this echo in the room. So, I had to kind of figure something out super quick, and that was it. Just throw together a bunch of blankets onto a onto some of the dining room chairs um, that I then moved into the room <laughs> and create this blanket for it. Um, so, yeah, that 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 became a thing. I'd just be sweating like crazy under that under that thing until. Uh, I realized that when we moved again that I didn't need to be doing that anymore. But I had been maybe like five or six records in when I was like, wait a minute, there's no echo in this room now. (laughs) Um, so the big news to hit uh yesterday is that uh Stadia is on is sunsetting. Uh, Google, peace Stadia. out! Yeah, didn't even know you. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was yeah, we didn't have much time with to to get to know each other, but uh, you know, as uh, Denizen uh, Silver Aphelion uh, uh, ported at, uh, pointed out on Discord, uh, this will be the first version of Dragon Quest 11 in the West that will be unplayable, other than the 3DS version. Well, no, never, in the West, it never came. West. Yeah, so
1: it's one that came and went. Yeah. Yeah. The first one to come and go. There we go.
0: Right, right. Yeah. yeah, one that was the the first one available in the West that actually will not be, you not be able to play anymore.
1: So. Ah, following in the uh, great great footsteps of uh what was that mobile game? The Dragon Quest what, of the Stars.
0: Oh, I was gonna say Dragon Quest Wars, but I think that's actually still maybe available Uh, not for long
1: but yeah yeah Yeah. it's close
0: um and the uh the switch version of uh not switch version though the wii version of dragon Quest 10 i think there was a wasn't there like a a demo on the that was available for the wii that's no longer playable correct
1: all right i believe so yeah
0: well anyway but that one uh, didn't come to
1: the west so oh that's
0: true yeah that's true yeah Yeah, we should come up with a list stuff we got that's no longer available (laughs) versus the (laughs) stuff that we just never got um but anyway, uh, so let's 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 talk about uh, uh, Perler Perler bead art. So I,
1: I oh, had the, yes,
0: I had the chance to actually do some of this over the summer with my son um, mm-hmm. when we were visiting New York. And it was uh, it was a ton of fun um, and uh, and I'd love to do more of it. But I have a two-year-old who will probably eat most of the beads. So I'm going to wait until she's a little bit older to uh, to reintroduce <laughs> that. But uh, so how, how did you get into uh, doing uh, Perler bead art? And what was your first project?
1: So I want to say it was my mother-in-law that bought like a kit. Because they, they've got so many kits. And they've even got partners with uh, lots of companies. And she bought a kit of, I want to say, superhero logos. Mm-hmm like the Superman and Batman and all that. And I'm pretty sure it was DC that she had uh, when they moved nearby to us about four or five years ago and had it. And the kids just never really wanted to do it when they were over there. Then again, my son was, let's say four years ago, would have been, uh, you know, age two and age five. So not exactly the best time to do it, although my five-year-old was kind of liked it. But uh, my wife went out and then bought a couple books, And they look like uh, like a notebook, a spiral notebook where you can just flip it and easily turn it back so it can lay flat with the spirals. But they have all these books for Perler that you can buy and just set those little clear plates on the book and then look straight down and you can see exactly where to put the colors. Um, And I want to say the superhero ones came with pieces of paper like that because it was a little bucket probably for like 10 bucks that. You could build Superman, Batman, Flash, Green Lantern, just like five or six of them out of the bucket and had all the pieces for those. Um, and it was really easy to do. I mean, the fi- my five-year-old son could do it, and I was like, ooh, I'll do one or two. And, of course, you know, seeing these, immediately I'm like, what if I could just do something more fun, something I actually care about? Sorry, Green Lantern. But um, <laughs> I was like, oh, I could probably do a slime or something like that. That seems small enough and simple enough. So I think we picked up... Like, there's a big tub. It's like 30,000 pieces for like $20. And it's just 10 colors all just mixed in there off Amazon. And I did a slime. And then I was like, ooh, what else could I do? And I want to say I started this in 2018. And so I was right after. Because when did we get Dragon Quest eleven? 2017 uh, in the West? Or was it 2018? Was it
0: 2019?
1: Oh, I think we got 19. Was 2019 was the S version. You're right. Because that's when we started the podcast, and um, I remember we talked to was it Sack Chief in like the sixth or seventh episode, and we had him talking about the differences um, between that's right, that's right. The switch version. Okay, so it was eighteen. So it was right when Dragon Quest um, eleven came out for the first time, and even though we didn't have a version in the states that had the pixel art there was the uh, Japanese version. So I immediately I was like, oh yeah, look at this. I can go on a Japanese website, and plus they've had it for a year. And the 3DS version had the sprites, and they were like the perfect size to fit on-
0: This is the 2D. Uh, uh, the 2D the the two two
1: sprites, yeah. Yeah, the 2D sprites. So uh, it took me at the time, I wanna say, from between October and Christmas, I did the entire Dragon Quest Eleven party. Nice.
0: Yeah, it's great and because <laughs> the, the don't they have uh, the different? I haven't I haven't actually fully explored the two D version, um, but I think they have uh, the different uh, landscapes. Like you could go. You could actually go back to like the the uh, a map where you can see like the Dragon Quest Seven and Dragon Quest Eight mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. in two D form, which we hadn't seen before. Um, uh,
1: not all of them. When we get not, to eight, not all. Of them. No, like eight. You can, You only see. Jessica. Jessica's the only one pictured. <laughs> oh wow! No Yangus denied. No Yangus,
0: Nope. Oh, wow. All right. So, so how did yeah. uh, how, how did you come across uh, um, the Yangus sprite though? Because you didn't
1: didn't you uh, make the entire cast? I did, um, except for Maury. So looking at it, I want to say I, I know I got Jessica right off Dragon Quest XI S. Um, that was either my screenshot or somebody else's. But the hero and Angelo and Yangus, I, I either found them online from somebody or adapted them from ones that looked very similar. Um, God, there's a lot of people out there that take like the Mega Man sprites. Mega Man's a very simple one and turn it into. Yeah. That I was looking at my first. Just saw. Yep. Yeah, I saw I Dragon Quest Eight hero as Mega Man. Just recolor. Ah,
0: nice. Yeah. But, there, there's uh, so there's so many possibilities with all the different Mega Man bosses and everything. I think the actual first uh pearler bead art that i that that i owned uh is one that i actually purchased uh from um a, a fellow dragon quest fan uh named uh, daisy uh who actually let me actually pull up her twitter account um because she actually does sell them uh her projects uh at daisy underscore shelley with three y's at the end um so she actually uh, made me a magnet man um, with mm-hmm. magnets with magnets on the back of it, so that now I can say I have a magnet man of magnet man. Nice, <laughs> nice. And it, and it, this is my first uh, actual uh, perler experience. So when it showed up, it was uh, it was pretty big. And what mm-hmm. I didn't realize until I started doing them is that that's the smallest you can make them because each bead is essentially like one pixel. Right? Is that Correct. how You, yeah. Yeah, that's so how I do it. Yeah, so they actually come out that large. If you were, uh, you know, the, you couldn't, you couldn't get it any smaller unless you're sacrificing detail, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, cool.
1: which is a a problem. I'll talk about looking at the list of questions we got. Like that's, sure. it, it's tough. Like the DS remake and um and the Super Nintendo sprites, the mm-hmm. walking around, like the overworld sprites for yep. both the DS remakes and the um just the super Nintendo versions of like one, two and three Mm -hmm. Um, and five and five and six, obviously all of those are perfect. Like they are great. Um, Anything and it's just the overworld sprites. Anything else like battle sprites, mm-hmm. e- even a battle sprite with a slime, you start getting like, holy crap, this is way too many pixels. Oh wow. Uh, so all right. So what 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 was your favorite project to work on? Um, uh, just when I did a couple months ago, when we got back from our big trip, um, end of uh, July, beginning of August, before school started, I was like, ooh. We sat down and we'll go through periods here where I don't make anything for a couple months, and then like one weekend we'll pull it out. And then my wife will make a few Disney princesses. The kids will make a few Pokemon. And I sit there doing Dragon Quest um, all weekend. And I did the Dragon Lord, Hargon, and Malroth all in one weekend. And they're huge. Um, Malroth is like 12 inches across by like nine inches. Uh, Hargon's like nine by nine. And the uh, Dragon Lord's a little bit skinnier. He's maybe like five inches wide by nine inches tall. Yeah, um, they're all huge. And I know my wife took one look at them because she does all the ironing mostly. And she's like, seriously, I got to iron those things.
0: <laughs> I was like, it's, now fine, it's fine.
1: It's fine. Now they're part
0: of our uh, part of our furniture forever.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I really liked trying to do something way bigger. I hadn't I think a scorpion is the biggest and a grandpa slime were the biggest ones I'd had in the past. Everything else fits on those little like 29 by 29 normal square plates that uh, Perler has but my wife had wanted to do some things that were bigger she sells like Disney princess ones on her Etsy store and she was looking she's like oh they make make ones that are like uh, I don't know like 16 inches by 10 inches wide and the last time we placed a big order we got like five of those off Perler.com I think we picked one up at Michael's and I'm like oh look at this um, and then I was like, no, we need more of these. So once we had more of them, I was like, now I can build bigger.
0: Awesome. Uh, can you walk us through uh, your process for starting a project?
1: So other than, gosh, I think like the ones that I kind of freestyled the most were Malroth and the Builder from Dragon Quest Builders 2. Because I asked my kids at one point, what do you want? And I had named the Builder in Builder 2. After my youngest son, and he's like, I want me, I want me, make me. And I'm like, oh, God, there's no sprites of Dragon Quest Builders 2. Mm. Um, and I took some of the box art and, like, ran it through a pixelator online, which is a horrible idea. And then <laughs> <I> ca- <laughs> at least it gave me dimensions. And from there, I had to, like, go in and just make the details. Because you can't do every detail on these yeah. things. If you're building them, like, 30 pixels tall, Yeah, you, gotcha. you can't. It's hard to have a button on your shirt. right. right let yeah. alone a necklace. A necklace comes out to be like two beads or something uh-huh. like that. So um, other than freestyling those, everything else, I'm just mainly looking up in game sprites or adapting from a huge bigger sprite down. Uh, great places i go to look uh the spriters resource website spriters-resource.com i mean that's got stuff from literally hundreds of different games on there uh, even playstation 2 3 gosh you can look at their wii wii u genesis master system mobile oh, wow. games arcade games they've got everything on there uh, more dragon quest and they've they've got a lot of the snes and DS, Dragon Quest stuff on there, NES too. Um, but then there's a more specific Dragon Quest site called realmofdarkness.net. They've got full sprites sheets for, again, everything from the NES, SNES, DS era. And those are all great. And a lot of times I'll look on DeviantArt. Um, just random Googling has usually taken me there. I found a guy there who had done a Grandpas Lime, And now he had followed pixel for pixel, and it was huge. I just took one look at it. I'm like, oh, my God, first off, I don't want to use like 700 green beads to get the face (laughs) of Grandpa (laughs) Slime and everything. So I kind of reduced his to make it. um, I think it was the first one I ever did on a big board, but I kind of reduced his almost by half. It was like, okay, so this can be this. It can be this. This can be this. And it took a lot of playing around to get that. But um, it was definitely off of somebody from DeviantArt. So between those three, And, you know, just using anywhere else, there's sprites um, or pixel art. I'll search around Uh, the Dragon Quest 8 cast. Like I was saying before, you know, Jessica was Jessica from inside. But the other ones I just all found and uh, even red, which you and I were talking about today. I was like, wait a minute. I don't even know who this is. Um, (laughs) I couldn't remember like looking at the sprite and it was red and it's from somebody on DeviantArt like eight years ago um just made a bunch of sprites of her and i was like oh that works um i know for dragon quest 10 uh austin erevar sent me an image they had a whole pixelated happy fifth anniversary or something to the game Mm -hmm. and it had just i want to say almost 100 pixelated pictures of all the characters um just tons of different people npcs and whatnot so I've got four of them from there. One of them is one of the main characters, uh, one of the sages or mages that kind of guides you along the way. But then I've just got, you know, random ogre, and I got two other of the race there, too. Awesome. The Poplio or something like that, the oh, little yeah. green guys. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then I got um, one of the wedi- the Weddies, I believe. Cool.
0: Uh, so how long does it take you to finish a project on average?
1: Uh, so the vast majority of these I can do in about an hour. If, it's, if it fits on a normal base plate, it's an hour. Mm. Um, and if I don't have to go in there and make a lot of substitutions, uh, like the Dragon Quest Eleven ones ones being my first ones. First of all, they took me a while because I was like, oh, what am I doing? I'm just copying pixels off the screen. But this is hard. Um, but at the same time, I didn't have a lot of colors back then. I had maybe the 10 colors that came in mm. the big pack and maybe a couple others. But yeah, they're very I had a very limited color palette back then yeah th- and nowadays i'm i think we up we're close to 100 colors in our household now
0: uh, yeah that's that's one of the things that i found challenging too is that i didn't quite have the right kind of flesh tone color for megaman mm-hmm. or or for the dragon warrior one hero um and it just ended up looking like they just had a tan um and uh i think that the skin tone is kind of pinkish in the actual dragon quest uh, one hero so i i kind of went with that but it, uh what's the like? Uh, what do you what do you typically do when you don't have the right color
1: uh we go out and buy more
0: <laughs> um,
1: or or you know you got to do what you got to do you you find you know if, it, if they've got a pink face and you don't have pink pink you use the closest flesh tone to that you got yeah um but no we have we've gone out and bought tons and tons and tons of perler beads over mm-hmm. the years i think um uh, we had just kind of bought whatever was at the local store uh up until when the pandemic hit and we were up in the mountains right in april or march of 2020 when everything started getting locked down and we had brought our perler beads with us knowing that we were going to be up there for like 10 12 days and it was the first time we were going to be up in my parents vacation house without them there so we're like eh, we are going to need something to do at night and keep the kids busy and my wife ended up doing all the evolutions nice. from pokemon mm-hmm. and i think she did she did that and i did all the starters from charmander charizard um and charmeleon in the middle and like she had her nine evolutions i had my nine um st- gen 1 starters and evolutions and we're like well this was fun and then we get home and we're in lockdown we're like well what the hell let's go online and that was our first box of one hundred dollars plus of perler beads that uh, we got mailed to us, and that was awesome because it was nice. like, holy crap! Every color they make is right there.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic use of lockdown time. Uh huh. So yeah, it really ratcheted up yeah. since then. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would love to uh, I would love to get this going again, um, but I can't guarantee because w- one of the things we did too because it gets a little messy and you're you know I mm-hmm. I was walking around for days and just picking these things up out of my feet like they're just walking walking around they're getting stuck under my feet yep. uh and uh no matter how, how we try we had a tray that we put on the table and we did the projects on the tray but still there'd be beads that get scattered everywhere um and uh so i just needed to figure out a way to to do these projects without them without the mess and without my daughter uh chowing down on them because you know She's two, yeah. but she's still at the age where even just to like prank me, she'll be like, eh, "I'm gonna eat it." <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, you talked a little bit about how how big uh, most of the projects ends up end up being. Uh, like, what's mm-hmm. the biggest um, uh, board that you've
1: gotten? Besides the, you said you have the twenty nine by twenty nine. Yeah, those are the standard ones, and the vast majority of things I've built have been that. Or if they're three or four uh, pixels taller, I'll like put a second one because they're made to link together. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when you iron it all, it just, they're fine. But yeah, some of the bigger ones lately, uh, like I said, I did like a dragon quest one scorpion and I actually used the like in game battle sprite, which is much bigger. (laughs) Like looking at it now, it's almost like four of my dragon quest, 11 sprites. You just kind of put those four in a square. Um, And then I've got grandpa slime. And of course, dragon Lord, Hargon and Malroth are all huge, but, These are big boards. I want to say they're something like 50 wide and something like 70 pixels tall um, you can do. Or, you know, turn it. It's 50 by 70 either way. And that's as big as I've gone. That Malroth one I have is the size of the Dragon Lord and Hargon put together. And I took pretty much every pixel. His wings went side to side his wings are a little uh straight at the end instead of more tapered because that was the size of the board Mm -hmm. um i was like this is already big and my wife's looking at me and (laughs) (laughs) uh, i'm not gonna put two of our big boards together to do that like first of all i didn't think i could carry it without dropping that and making a mess but Mm -hmm. i was like first off my kids are gonna probably snap some of these damn things off if i make it too big anyway
0: so Um, i mean they're not
1: exactly delicate but when you start getting like a leg that's only had to get held together by like
0: three pieces right as it yeah, stretches that's, out that's that's has yeah. to be a challenge too and just making sure you can reinforce it enough so that yep. it's uh it's not gonna snap right off um so
1: what what's the largest project you've ever worked on it, it's that malroth one yeah um that How definitely that took about take? five hours one night oh. i want to say i started uh i, I think i made dragon lord well my wife and kids were watching a movie from like seven to nine mm-hmm. and as the kids were getting ready to go to bed around nine o'clock i'm like i'm gonna, I'm gonna see if i can uh, ratchet it up i did hargon yesterday dragon lord L- let me see if i can do malroth and i found a couple different versions um of him from, like, the original uh, DQ2 and then, like, the uh, Super Nintendo remake. And both of them were too big and both of them were slightly different. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to just kind of combine these and kind of do the tones I have. And i got to check his waist size and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and if this will actually fit on the damn board. So I finished around 2 in the morning. Wow. So at <laughs> 9, 9 p.m. to 2 in the morning, yeah. a five-hour build. <laughs> That's impressive. So. Um,
0: uh, so, uh, what's the best, uh, you, you mentioned that your wife helps with the ironing part. Uh, what's mm-hmm. the best ironing technique to keep your project from melting too much or breaking apart? Uh, to, to uh, be honest, I, I didn't feel confident with the ironing myself. So my mom was helping my,
1: myself and my five-year-old. with it. So I've since taken to doing this at, uh, my summer camps. I'll hold like, a a maker space kind of related summer camp where the kids can just come in and build with all these different things. And I'll always have pearler beads there. And if you want, I'll put some stick on magnets on the back or um, punch a little hole in it. If I've ironed too hot and give it a keychain. So I've done it a bunch too, but usually we've got it down to a science here. Um, my wife will iron, and she'll, for anything small, like if it's on a small board, mm. she can press hard enough, and she's got it now where she's confident she can press hard enough that you get a full pixelated look to it. There's no more holes in the perler wow. beads. It is one smooth surface. Um, yeah. And when she started getting that down, what we started realizing is we were warping the boards that you build. ah uh, yeah I noticed that happened. you're holding that son. yeah yep my son so hold on there too long
0: it, it, it wasn't quite a board as much as like the one one of the ones that was like a shape so it was like a dolphin mm-hmm. oh we've got yep yeah so then he he put all the the it was like a multicolored dolphin because this was his first build and he was just being artistic about it and he uh uh when we when we did it it definitely warped the board um unlike the the, the plates the 29 by 29 plates that I had uh which seemed to be a lot more durable
1: and, yeah, I think they're those are made more durable. They're a little bit thicker plastic. Yeah. But, yeah, so our, our process now is my wife will do the ironing. The second she irons one side and gets that nice pixelated look for the most part down, she pulls it off, lets it cool for a couple seconds before she does the other side just lightly. Um, she'll do the back a little bit. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. N- yeah, not so, much uh, at all, just enough to kind of get them to... Hold together. Right. And while she does that, I take that base place board and I've got a piece of wood about 28 inches by like 12 inches. And I set those any of the plates that she does. I put them under that piece of wood. Mm -hmm. And then when she's done with the figure, we wrap it in not really wrap it kind of just set it in between uh, pieces of aluminum foil. And yeah. then I put, put a book on that. So the book's sitting on top of the figure. Mm-hmm. That's all sitting on top of this piece of wood on our kitchen counter. And all the plates are underneath it because, yeah, they if they start warping, they're hot. Mm-hmm. And if I can cool them down while they're flat, we can save them. We've thrown plenty enough of those away throughout the years. And mm-hmm. I, I think I've, we did that long before. We, we realized this long before we got the big ones i want to say malroth uh, warped our big board one of our big boards a bit just because it took her so long to iron like the whole thing he's such a huge thing she's like trying to iron the tail and iron the hands by Uh the time i got it it was already cooling down in areas and i'm like oh i put it under a board and it now bows in the middle yeah and you're using um you're using the uh like the thin paper over over yeah 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 we bought a roll of it i think from the store one day like because it's it's not quite wax paper yeah because but it's similar to that like parchment Mm -hmm. paper i think yeah um and yeah they had yes yep yeah and perler yeah i don't know if it was online or at the store we got like a roll of it for seven dollars because once we started doing the bigger ones you could notice because like all the little perler sets come with a bunch of folded up pieces of paper in them Mm-hmm. But as you start pressing harder, like literally the fold in that paper can make a line in the perler bead mm-hmm. pattern. So we're like, no, 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 it's time to step up our game and just buy the roll of 100 feet of it. Nice. For like eight bucks. Um, so do you have a recommended perler bead supplier? So if you're in the States, you probably live somewhere where there's like a, ha- a craft or hobby shop like a uh, Hobby Lobby or Michael's or Joanne's around you. Uh, all of those places have ridiculous coupons like every week every son and I signed up for their apps and their emails and every week it's like hey 50% off one item 30% off your whole purchase 40% off your whole purchase um, kind of coupons and that's how we did it for about a year and a half we were just you know like oh we're out of black let's uh wait till that coupon comes around and just stop on the way home from work and hey mm-hmm. I'll buy six thousand black pieces it's like a $12.99 bag and 50% off, and we did that for a long time. I'd stop in at least once a month, see if they had any little colors, because um, most of the way they sell the colors, other than maybe six or seven of the most basic colors, which you can get in bags of six thousand each, is yeah. they sell little the bags of one thousand each of a color, and they were uh, I want to say they're four dollars, three ninety nine for the most part. So yeah, we'd wait and get like a 30% off coupon and go buy like six or seven of those. Mm. Um, but if you want to get into more colors, like we've gotten into, you know, maybe not the 24 that Michael's or Joanne's carries anymore. We've started ordering from just perler.com Yeah. And signing up on their website, you'll get an email once a week and they've got, I'd say at least one weekend a month. They're like, Hey, it's our weekend sale, you know, 40% off 30% off if you order $70 and I want to say 70 or $75 also when they hit the free shipping. So we've, I think we've done it three times and pretty much hit $100 every time. Uh, And we just keep track of, we got got a list of like, oh, what do we need? What do we need? And uh, of all the blessed things, right as we started doing this in 2018, moving into 2019, the PTA at school gave every teacher this little desktop organizer box. And it was like the gift on the day one returning to school and it had like pencils and erasers and little bits of candy. And it was all in this lovely box. It was like eight and a half by 11 size of a piece of paper, but a plastic locked lid box that had eight compartments in it. And I think about a month into the school year, I was like, wow, this would be great to start separating our Perler beads into. <laughs> um, and I, you know, we've got 65 teachers in our school. So I emailed the lower school staff. I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm sure most of you don't need these, (laughs) Um, but hey, if you're not using, I don't need the stuff that's inside of it, but if you don't need what's inside, if you don't need that plastic box, and man, I got 20 of them, like the next day, my mailbox was overflowing, or somebody would walk by Uh, the room like, here you go, I don't need this, I was just going to throw it away anyway, Um, so probably something we could have. I'm sure they picked up at like the dollar store or anything, but all of a sudden we had 20 of these boxes all split in eight nice areas. And I swear to God, it fits, probably would fit 1,200 perler beads but each little area fits almost exactly a thousand so we we've gone through it and as every time they're they're organized now like this box has eight different shades of blue and this Mm -hmm. one's got all our black whites and grays and yeah i want to say definitely we're um up to about 12 boxes of perler beads so eight each that's 96 we're we're, we're nearing 100 yeah have you ever
0: uh so it's um uh, jay from big shark gaming asks how much does it cost to make them
1: so Yeah. Each color you get a thousand for $4. So judging by that, you know, you got a 29 by 29 board um, for the most part, all of these are, you know, under 900 because it, it doesn't take up at half the board between the sides and the top and you know, it's, you're not making a perfect square, so uh, I would say anywhere you're really using about one to two dollars mm-hmm. worth of uh, perler beads on each one. And have you ever have you ever calculated the cost of uh, um, of all of the projects you've worked on? Well, I can easily say we have spent probably four hundred dollars on perler beads. <laughs> Over the years, because <laughs> I I know for a fact we've spent it close to a hundred three different times ordering yeah. from Perler.com, yeah. and then you know all the little stuff we've done on the side like stopping and spending two fifty at yeah. Michael's here or five dollars there easily that's been probably another hundred. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, probably four hundred and you know I'm sure we're gonna put that picture that I took today into the YouTube version and I've already put it on Twitter and Reddit um, with all the projects. But what you see there is probably a third of what our family has done total. Oh, wow. I I think we've got almost as many Pokemon as we have Dragon Quest. And then my wife's done tons of Disney Princess. And there's something else she did at one point and ended up, I I think at one point she sold 20 Disney Princesses all at once. To somebody online mm. and then had to make them all again <laughs> in a frantic in a frantic week she's like well you know just in case somebody else buys them i'm like haven't you not sold any of those in like six months nice <laughs> not a big deal but yeah we print out decoration ones too um in the dragon quest picture i've got pictures of like Silvando in a uh, leprechaun hat and a bunch of little guys with uh you have the santa hats for christmas The santa hats i've got easter ones down there we've done uh valentine's day is that uh, independence day sprites i see that these are with a little uncle sam hat on. Yeah, (laughs) but we have a picture frame that has six like four by six photos that you could put in it and for about the last four years it's always had six perler bead things in it even my kids know they have to be exactly 16 perler beads wide and i think we can go up to like 24 tall to fit in the size so it's actually that's really skinny (laughs) Mm-hmm. so it, it's hard to find something that actually fits in there but gotcha. it works um, and then yeah we just put little hats on or whatever nice
0: so uh so any uh nightmare stories where you worked really hard on a project that just didn't pan out as you hoped
1: ah uh, you know looking at the initial like golem stone golem or something that's there and the king cure slime it doing those Early on, I think I came to realize shading really sucks. It looks horrible. Um, you know, these things were made to be you know, an inch big on your old CRT TVs. Mm-hmm. So having like 10 different shades of green to make up the King Cure Slime, it all blended together. It looked really nice. And when you try to do it pixel perfect, um, my King Cure Slime looks like a freaking map with uh, different colors. He looks like he might as well be a spot slime with splotches all over him yeah i'm like damn it i should have just done him pure green because it just it looks gross and i i mean i learned that for some other ones like you know what you're going to be holding this you're actually going to see every pixel Mm -hmm. um some of these look way better three feet away from you than standing there looking at it close up now is it it a factor
0: of not having like the the right color for the shading or just in general it's
1: a little bit that and a little bit you know when you're when you build these and you hold them 12 inches from your face, uh-huh. you see every pixel really closely, and it's yeah. like oh. Whereas, like I said, if it was on TV, you know, right. you're sitting four feet, five feet away from your screen, mm-hmm. and again, these were on old CRT TVs yeah. where they all blurred together, so yeah, it yeah. was a nice shading effect for that side of his face or something. But yeah. when you look at every single pixel, it's like no, that just looks weird. All right, fair enough. So I've had to I've had to learn to okay, I don't need to make this pixel perfect. Like, uh, I, I'll do the outline, and but I'm just going to fill this in one way, fill that up the other. Yeah. And then, uh, luckily, haven't had too many accidents dropping these, but a uh, good old Dragonlord got melted together today, and we're here we're recording September 30th. I want to say I did him in July, <laughs> along, along with Melroth and Hargon, and uh, I totally dropped, whacked him into the corner of the kitchen cabinet when we were getting ready to iron them. In early August and he sat in my garage for a month until I finally fixed him, which took about an hour and a half. And then he sat there almost another month until today. I was like, I, we got to iron these together. I want to get this picture. Hmm. He's the last Dragon Quest one to get on there. So uh we've had horror stories of other ones getting dropped and whatever. But usually I do pretty good with my Dragon Quest ones.
0: Yeah, I can just imagine the slow motion, like the sweats. You're going, no. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, just picking that up and moving it place to place or. Uh, there's a couple in here that are like missing a pixel mm. here or there on the edge because when we make these, we line them up on kind of like the bar stool area of our kitchen, which we don't really use. And, you know, the cat goes up there sometimes, steps on it, and like gets one or two pieces off. Or if we don't notice that, because we'll wait until we have like eight or 10 things to iron together since we make a whole process out of it, where we don't like make three, iron them, we're like, that. Eh. At this point, we've got like 20 little small plates and five big ones. And like, eh, if we don't have 10 things to iron together, it's not worth our time. Yeah.
0: What, what, in your opinion, would be the most challenging 2D sprite you'd like to build? I want to start doing
1: more of the bosses. Um, Like, Zoma looks ridiculous. I don't... uh, Like I said, the battle sprites of just normal enemies are huge. I did that uh, Dragon Quest 1 um, Scorpion, and he's as big as the Hargon that I have. Wow. And so bigger sprites like malroth i had to shrink him down i remember taking pictures and putting it on the uh, den discord the night i was making it and Angus is like man those are really skinny arms i'm like yeah you know when i take a picture again kind of like taking that step back like taking a step back yeah those are really skinny arms I'm not gonna make him bigger holy crap this is not gonna fit anymore mm-hmm. um but i had zoma and, and malroth was like i said i had to bring the wings in he was okay zoma's like that's just so much detail on him I would love to do more of the bosses, but they are they're going to I have to shrink them down in my mind as I do it. And they're much more detailed than like green grandpa slime with a mustache was mm. for doing that. So, yeah, any special I can't I haven't even looked up like boss sprites from uh, the DS remakes. Those things would probably be even more detailed down at yeah, the pixel level. Yeah.
0: Um, so do, do you have any future Dragon Quest projects in mind? So looking at these today, do you notice that they, I have a game that. I have none of uh, let me quickly look you got seven you got eight six five uh, Dragon
1: Quest three so uh, yeah all I've got for three if you look over there because these are in order uh, if you look at the top oh, left that's true. the wizard and the main I got the wizard classes yeah yep that's it. I,
0: male and female.
1: So that is my goal. I want to get all of the DS remake sprites of male and female of all the classes in Dragon Quest 3. Um, I did do Erdrick at one point, and then I sold it to Drippy. <laughs> nice. At one point, I had Erdrick printed out, yeah, but yeah. Uh, he asked me to... He asked me to make him the uh, the NES sprites of his favorite Dragon Quest three party. Mm-hmm. And I oh, did that's, it. And I, that's a good idea. Yep. So he wanted his four person party. And if mm-hmm. you look at if you're looking at this image, I actually have the warrior down there. And I think that's Erdrich down there. They Both of those like got messed up and I had to redo them. So those are my bad copies that I didn't send to him. But I had the uh, I think it was when I was doing the uh, DS version of Erdrich that he messaged me. He's like, I really like that. I'll buy that. Would would you make would you sell me that for a couple bucks so i was like yeah and then he's like could you do the rest of the party like but he was could you do the whole party and like nes sprite and i'm like oh mm-hmm. nes sprite that'll take me <laughs> those are like 20 minute builds each that's great yeah where it because you know they're about three colors and about 15 by 15 pixels whereas the uh any uh, the i think i was super using nintendo. yeah super nintendo yeah. graphics were it'll take me 30 to an hour each but i want to do that and i don't have anybody from dragon quest 9 at all oh okay completely missing 9
0: so yeah so that that must be hard to find the uh 2d pixel art
1: mm-hmm. and also i mean i, I just got to pick people like because you know everybody could customize their own guy so whatever there's yeah. a million different people that you can make so I, I should probably just do like stella and some of the big npcs that'd probably be the easiest thing to do mm. kind of like i did in a uh, 10 because it's you know, let me just get one of each race and throw them in there. Hmm. But yeah, I would like to do Dragon Quest 3 and Dragon Quest 9. Awesome, two uh, uh, two excellent games. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you have any? Uh, uh,
0: so, so what? What else uh, do you make other than Dragon Quest Perler?
1: And uh, you mentioned uh, Pokemon. Oh yeah, my kids and my oldest and my second oldest is getting um close to doing it. He he can kind of do it pixel perfect. Like have it on I'll, I'll set up his uh gosh, what is it? Just set up either my laptop or his iPad and if Pokemon there's billions of them out there. I've seen pictures of yeah, people of who have like all 500 Pokemon up to gen like 4. And they just have on the floor all 500 of them at once. And so those are really easy. There's even like design sheets that you could almost print out for those people have made. Um, just because they're so popular, there's people just, hey, here's here you go, and like it just looks like a zoomed-in sprite. And Pokemon, I found out it's really easy. The I was talking about how the overworld sprites for Dragon Quest is great. Mm-hmm. Pokemon, any of them that are in a mystery dungeon game, the mystery dungeon sprites are perfectly sized to do this. Right. But even then, I mean, at this point, you can just Google, you know, Perler Bead Zamazenta mm-hmm. from Sword and Shield that's only 3D, and somebody's made it, and it looks great, and... Mm-hmm whatever. So my kids will make them based on that. They got big into shinies a year ago. So now they're like going back and making the shiny versions of almost everything that we have. Mm-hmm. So just today we were ironing together, shiny, um, abracadabra and Alkazam, I believe all three of them. So, but, uh, two other ones that I've like took hours and hours to research and find is, uh, I love the Kiseki's games. The, uh, the newest one trails to zero just came out. um, Trails in the Sky, Trails of Cold Steel. Now, all of these are way past pixel versions. So I dug for an hour one day and eventually found um falcom selling keychains of pixelated versions of all their characters oh wow and grabbed all the images from theirs and i built two of them um it was last christmas i remember because i remember i built a christmas hat separate and put it on them and put a picture on the Kaseki reddit like merry christmas from lloyd and kevin um those were fun and then a year and a half ago and i got to get back to playing this but uh yakuza like a dragon mm-hmm. again 3d game it's not it's not even out on switch because it's PS4 and above graphics it's great. but um, kind of like how Dragon Quest uh, the loading screen for the past uh, five ten years on PS4 and whatever they've always got a little slime hopping or an hourglass moving or something in the bottom corner of the screen going um for that game the loading screen had sprites of the characters there and it was depending on how many characters you have in your party as you go through the story you get more party members the number of sprites would go at the beginning like you're starting and the loading screen would just be your one main guy ichiban Mm -hmm. like there and it's just a walking animation of him and then as you get farther on there's the other ones and my God, the damn problem with it is um, you know, when you take a screenshot on Switch, it puts like copyright Nintendo, or whatever, in the <laughs> yeah, corner. Yeah. So for the PS4 version of that game, you take that screenshot and it's the same thing with the copyright Sony, blah, blah, blah. And it goes right over the damn pixels. (laughs) So (laughs) and I've never made it more than 10 hours in the game. I've got three party members. So Mm. I was like, oh, man, where can I find these all? And I finally tracked someone down who was able to get me um, a clean shot. And I do have a folder with those in it. So one day, Mm. as I keep playing, take a take a photo of the screen, kind of a bootleg like uh <laughs> way yeah ahead. i mean it's high res it probably would have worked yeah. i just thought it was probably out there i'm like oh somebody somebody out there i'll, I'll join mm-hmm. the yakuza um whatever before i go that far it's somebody's got to have it and nobody had it <laughs> yeah you know that's funny yeah, if you talk always... about you know not a lot of people are doing perler beads of dragon quest well you take a series like uh, yakuza that doesn't have pixels at all because mm-hmm. it's always been on like ps2 ps3 ps4 And trying to find someone who's doing that was yeah, damn near impossible.
0: Yeah, I actually had a little trouble finding Bub and Bob from Bubble Bobble because I was going to do that with uh, with my son. Uh, So we got really Mm -hmm. big into playing that uh, over the summer. Um, uh, But every kind of pixel art that I found for that, it seemed kind of blurry when you blow it up to like look at the actual pixels. So it was kind of a challenge in that way. Um, But yeah, a lot of it you're at the mercy of is there existing art for it. Um,
1: Yeah, because I'm definitely not good enough to make a person from scratch and yeah. all that stuff. Um, I got pointed out to me multiple times today that I have not done Mori from Dragon Quest 8 <laughs> <I, laughs> yeah, I've got the original four. I've got red, but I don't have Mori. And I'm like, yeah, there's no pixel version of him. And
0: as you tweeted earlier, um, you said, you know, you, you put who's you know, missing. A,
1: a, <laughs> yeah, who's missing? You're, you're starting to get challenges now. Uh, oh, man, I haven't checked in. After I saw some jackass wanted me to do uh, the behemoths, I was like, no. Oh, that was bad. me. yeah i know um but yeah
0: uh uh our uh, resident uh, Dragon Quest fan um, from South America, uh, Joel uh, from at Snake underscore River underscore ninety, had asked for a slime night. Uh So that's oh, actually you one know that, what that's actually I one just, that I see missing.
1: Yes, as a matter of fact, I actually downloaded one today because um, I was trying to look on again Deviant Art and I was looking for pixel art of one and so and I typed in Dragon Quest pixel art and randomly found a picture with like. 20 different sprites on it 19 of them aren't dragon Quest, but Mm -hmm. one of them is a slime knight and it's kind of turned and the slime's smiling a little bit bigger than um normal but i'm like oh my god and i'm like counting the i'm counting the pixels i'm like that's a perfect one because that's one that i just haven't found like there should be a good one out there like a walking one from dragon quest Uh 5 i just haven't made that yet but i was like oh my god now i got two options that i should be able to do like as a yeah. party member there's probably a detailed enough overworld sprite for having a slime knight in the party for five or six
0: right right yeah it doesn't it doesn't make much sense to do every instance of like of a step as you get more. no you know, no <laughs> the animation That's... gets more complex <laughs> um yeah there's a lot and uh yeah di- uh Dilophosaur 13 uh had asked for a green dragon citing a blue one just isn't the same oh, this is true the
1: blue one's so much cooler
0: <laughs> <laughs> then you have to make no, that's too. true you gotta you gotta you gotta um finish out the trilogy
1: who do I gotta do oh red and red and green yeah, yeah good old and then you gotta do the green redesign, dragon
0: yeah. redesign dragon quest Four dragons that are kind of standing upright
1: oh yeah they are definitely different well uh right. any anything else that you wanted to say about the perler bead projects no i think we've already been uh, chatting for about as long as it would take me to make one of these anyway <laughs> yeah have you been working <laughs> on one while we've been talking an oh, no. opportunity if not <laughs> i was gonna say that that that's way too many things to manage yeah all right those, those damn beads would be all over the place
0: yeah i i believe it <laughs> well that's it for this episode of slime time thank you for joining
1: platy yeah Thanks for joining me and you. Um, you know where you can't join us, though? Of course. You can't join us on Patreon. This you is can't join us on Patreon. We're not there. We're not out to half inch your hard-earned money when we can offer you all this quality ten- content about the game series we know and love for free. If you do have any money, though, that's just completely burning a hole in your wallet, pouch, bottomless bag, or a searchable wall sack, and you'd like to donate anything to a website that's been supporting Dragon Quest fans for over 20 years, go ahead um, stop by the Dragon's Den at www.woodis.com/den. click on support the site Woodis has been there owning and maintaining the Dragon's Den fan site for decades he personally edits all the YouTube versions of our podcast, which you may want to check out for this one with a bunch of pictures of my stuff, and he fully appreciates any donations to help you tick out help him keep
0: the servers running. And the Dragon's Den website also features an Amazon affiliate link if you click the link and then make a purchase a small fraction of the sale will go to support the den and it doesn't cost you anything.
1: If you want to advertise with us, feel free to reach out to us at slimetimepodcast at
0: gmail. This episode is brought to you by Circus Peanuts, that orange peanut banana flavored treat with the consistency of used chewing gum and styrofoam. I bet you can't eat just one. I bet you don't
1: want to. But, you know, if you do, go right ahead. And also, if you'd like to comment or uh, have some questions for us, um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle, at DQ Slime Time. Consider joining in tons of DQ discussions on the Dragon's Den
0: forums, one of the few remaining forums still around. Find it from the Dragon's Den main page at wudis.com slash forums. And you can also find all of us and other rabid Dragon Quest fans on the Dragon Questers Facebook group.
1: Or come out and with, hey, blah, blah, or come hang out with us and tons of other hardcore Dragon Quest super fans on the officially unofficial Dragon's Den Discord server. We'd like to thank everyone that made this possible,
0: like Woodus for support of the series and this podcast and keeping the Dragon's Den's lights on for decades. Thanks to Amanda Lapree and the Descends of Erdrick for allowing us to use their music for our podcast. Descends of Erdrick is a video game tribute band from Austin, Texas. Check them out in their album Advent at www.descendantsoverdrick.com or on Twitter at D. And check out Amanda LaPree streaming on Twitch.
1: Our thanks to Dwayne Bullock, our wonderful graphic artist and Dragon Quest fan, for making the awesome artwork cover for this podcast. Dwayne was on the original iteration of the Slime Time podcast and he's been on multiple of our episodes. You can check out more of his work at Dwayne Art on Instagram or his website, dwaynebullockart.bigcartel.com. Also, we've got uh, t-shirts for sale over on the dragon's den website with some of his artwork on it please like
0: subscribe and write a review for our podcast if you're looking for more dragon quest slime time check out our earlier episodes on dragon's den anchor fm apple podcasts audible youtube and more and check out our brothers and sisters in arms uh over at the slime time side quest and tactfully die podcasts their latest episodes are available now bye everyone dragon quest slime time slamming